Chapter 37 Whoever reflects on four things, it were better he had never been born, that which is above, that which is below, that which is before, and that which is after. Talmud, Hagiga, 2.1 I showed up at Garamal the morning they were installing Abu Lafia, as Belbo and Dio Talevi were lost in a diatribe about the names of God, and Gudrun suspiciously watched the men who were introducing this new disturbing presence among the increasingly dusty piles of manuscripts. Sit down, Kasabin. Here are the plans for our history of metals. We were left alone, and Belbo showed me indexes, chapter outlines, suggested layouts. I was to read the texts and find illustrations. I mentioned several Milan libraries that seemed promising sources. That won't be enough, Belbo said. You'll have to visit other places, too. The Science Museum in Munich, for instance, has a splendid photographic archive. In Paris there's the Conservatoire des Arts et Métiers. I'd go back there myself if I had time. Interesting. Disturbing. The triumph of the machine housed in a Gothic church. He hesitated, realigned some papers on his desk. Then, as if afraid of giving too much importance to the statement, he said, And there's uh, the pendulum. What pendulum? The pendulum. Foucault's pendulum and he described it to me, just as I saw it two days ago, Saturday. Maybe I saw it the way I saw it because Belbo had prepared me for the sight. But at that time I must not have shown much enthusiasm, because Belbo looked at me as if I were a man who, seeing the Sistine Chapel, asks, Is this all? It may be the atmosphere, that it's in a church, but, believe me, you feel a very strong sensation— the idea that everything else is in motion and up above is the only fixed point in the universe. For those who have no faith, it's a way of finding God again, and without challenging their unbelief, because it is a null pole. It can be very comforting for people of my generation who ate disappointment for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. My generation ate even more disappointment. Don't brag. Anyway, you're wrong. For you it was just a phase. You sang the Carmagnole, and then you all met in the Vendée. For us it was different. First there was fascism, and even if we were kids and saw it as an adventure story, our nation's immortal destiny was a fixed point. The next fixed point was the resistance, especially for people like me, who observed it from the outside and turned it into a rite of passage, the return of spring, like an equinox or a solstice. I always get them mixed up. For some the next thing was God, for some the working class, and for many both. Intellectuals felt good contemplating the handsome worker, healthy, strong, ready to remake the world. And now, as you've seen for yourself, workers exist, but not the working class. Perhaps it was killed in Hungary. Then came your generation. For you personally, what happened was natural. It probably seemed like a holiday, but not for those my age. For us it was a settling of scores, a time of remorse, repentance, regeneration. We had failed— and you were arriving with your enthusiasm, courage, self-criticism, bringing hope to us, who by then were thirty-five or forty, hope and humiliation, but still hope. We had to be like you, even at the price of starting over from the beginning. We stopped wearing ties, we threw away our trench coats and bought second-hand duffel coats. Some quit their jobs rather than serve the establishment. He lit a cigarette and pretended that he had been only been pretending bitterness, an apology for letting himself go. And then you gave it all up. We, with our penitential pilgrimages to Buchenwald, refused to write advertising copy for Coca-Cola because we were anti-fascists. 
we were content to work for peanuts at Garamont, because at least books were for the people. But you, to avenge yourselves on the bourgeoisie you hadn't managed to overthrow, sold them videocassettes and fanzines, brainwashed them with zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance. You've made us buy at a discount your copies of the thoughts of Chairman Mao and used the money to purchase fireworks for the celebration of the new creativity, shamelessly, while we spent our lives being ashamed. You tricked us. You didn't represent purity. It was only adolescent acne. You made us feel like worms because we lacked the courage to face the Bolivian militia and you started shooting a few poor bastards in the back while they were walking down the street. Ten years ago we had to lie to get you out of jail. You lied to send your friends to jail. That's why I like this machine. It's stupid. It doesn't believe. It doesn't make me believe. It just does what I tell it. Stupid me, stupid machine. An honest relationship. But I... You're innocent, Kasavin. You ran away instead of throwing stones. You got your degree. You didn't shoot anybody. Yet a few years ago I felt you too were blackmailing me. Nothing personal, just generational cycles. And then last year, when I saw the pendulum, I understood everything. Everything? Almost everything. You see, Kasabin, even the pendulum is a false prophet. You look at it, you think it's the only fixed point in the cosmos, but if you detach it from the ceiling of the conservatoire and hang it in a brothel, it works just the same. And there are other pendulums. There's one in New York, in the UN building. There's one in the Science Museum in San Francisco, and God knows how many others. Wherever you put it, Foucault's pendulum swings from a motionless point while the earth rotates beneath it. Wherever you put it, Foucault's pendulum swings from a motionless point while the earth rotates beneath it. Every point of the universe is a fixed point. All you have to do is hang the pendulum from it. God is everywhere. In a sense, yes. That's why the pendulum disturbs me. It promises the infinite, but where to put the infinite is left to me. So it isn't enough to worship the pendulum. You still have to make a decision. You have to find the best point for it. And yet... And yet... And yet... You're not taking me seriously by any chance, are you, Kasavin? No, I can rest easy. You're not the type to take things seriously. Well, as I was saying, the feeling you have is that you've spent a lifetime hanging the pendulum in many places, and it's never worked. But here, in the Conservatoire, it works. Do you think there are special places in the universe? On the ceiling of this room, for example? No, nobody would believe that. You need atmosphere. I don't know, maybe we're always looking for the right place. Maybe it's within reach, but we don't recognize it. Maybe, to recognize it, we have to believe in it. Well, let's go see Signor Garamond. To hang the pendulum? Ah, human folly. Now we have to be serious. If you're going to be paid, the boss must see you, touch you, sniff you, and say you'll do. Come and let the boss touch you. The boss's touch heals scrofula.